Welcome to a Drop Tent Media Production. The Porcupine with Adam Nutter. Yo, what's up? Adam Nutter, Porcupine. How are you? Good, I hope. Or I don't. I don't know. I don't really care. Uh, I hope you're doing good. Uh, guys, go follow my new Twitter account, uh, at Tattooed Comic. Please, thank you. All right. We got to grow that shit back up to 3,000 again and not 120. <laughs> it sucks. Uh, one of my guests knows what that's like. So we fucking... God damn it, dude. It's such a bummer. Uh, oh, maybe e- Papa Elon just bought Twitter, though, again. So maybe I could get unbanned. That'd be fucking sick. Uh, guys, go buy a shirt. Please and thank you. Uh, uh, droptent.com slash store. That's the wrong close. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Goes go to the porcupine. This is professional production over here. There it is. <laughs> go to the porcupine.com uh, slash store. Buy a white porcupine shirt. Buy a black porcupine shirt. Buy your disobey your local nutter shirt. Buy artwork by Top Lost himself. Cool. Please and thank you. Uh, what else I got going on this Saturday? Uh, pop in Chalfon, Pennsylvania. Come on out. Tickets are available. Droptent.com slash events. Myself, Neil Wood, Brian Fennell, Brian Six, John Del Collins. It's going to be a great show. Some some tickets are left, so get them while you can. It's like 30, 40 minutes outside of Philly. So come on out to that. Uh, and then I'll be in Orlando later this month, which I think is technically sold out now. So I'll find out for next episode. But if it's not, come. If it is, fucking shit out of when I told you. I don't know what to tell you guys. Uh, all right, I have two amazing guests for today. Uh, first, I'm going to bring in my man from Delaware, from the host of uh, the Gal- uh, I'm sorry, Jesus Christ, I can't even fucking speak. Dave Case, everybody, Jesus, Dave vs. Goliath podcast. I'm I'm so fucking tired. I'm sorry, Dave. How are you, <laughs> dude? It's great to be here. Thanks for the invite. Uh, and of course, for the Check Your Brain podcast, comedian Tony Mazer. What's up, brother Bear? I'm doing well. Uh, I got to go back to Delaware. Uh, I, I don't know if it was for this show, but I want to get that tattoo. I'm going to subscribe to the podcast just to get that tattoo in Delaware. No, that's Cult of Us. That's Cult of cult Us. Of us. So go, I know. Way, I'm crossing streams, just like Ghostbusters. <laughs> I'm crossing streams. Yeah, no, I don't have a Patreon for this one. I should get one. <laughs> I don't have one. Uh, cult of Us, yeah, it's the Cult of Us uh, podcast. has a Patreon. Which, guys, go listen to that. YouTube.com slash Cult of Us. You want to listen to comedy and not boring political stuff <laughs> all the time go check that out so guys uh nuclear war what do you guys think are we gonna get that or not <laughs> oh let's avoid it but yeah. let's if we can let's just keep people on the brink so they think it's always a possibility as to make them do whatever we want them to do fair um i'm sure you guys saw elon's tweet when he was like uh, hey maybe we should try to find a peaceful solution to this and maybe not blow up the world and then that scumbag from ukraine was like do you like a pro russia musk or a pro ukraine was like what a fucking warmonger piece of shit <laughs> he really is such a piece of shit uh what do you guys think about that shit oh well first i wanted to say about nuclear war the first thing i wanted to say is uh if we are having children's hospitals wanting this gender affirming care in this country uh you know what i wouldn't mind nuclear war at this point <laughs> yeah fair <laughs> it's just like is this the whole big thing is, is this really worth saving? Is this what we're going to do is tell that boys are girls, girls are boys, everything like that, that Zelensky may as well be Winston Churchill. All, just go through the whole thing. <laughs> is this really worth saving? Maybe maybe we need Elon Musk to uh, just 
step out of the way and then we just get which which nuke ourselves that's okay it's just like the end of dr strange love <laughs> i'm i'm convinced man i'm not ready to throw out the baby with the bathwater. i'm convinced this is the work of just a few assholes humanity is beautiful we should work to uh you know salvage what we have and elon is just man he's so close but he has faith in the system that's the problem he thinks that people are interested in peace you know yeah the the u.s uh the cathedral nato they're not interested in peace that is not the goal right they want to bleed russia dry uh they want to launder money through weapons contractors in ukraine and set up um you know proxy wars and proxy leaders and you know whatever they can do to get theirs yeah it's pretty wild like uh obviously the pipeline just got blown up <laughs> or whatever the fuck and then uh you just watch all these videos like scrolling back when you have all these like leaders biden too who's just like you know he's like no it won't go through we'll make sure of it it's like okay man how can you say we're being conspiracy theorists <laughs> like when they're saying blatantly like they blew it up probably and then wasn't there like uh radar maps of like uh u.s naval ships like right over the fucking like area the night before it blew up or something like that like just crazy shit like that so yeah i mean we clearly don't want peace we just want to continue war for sure uh war makes money yeah and we definitely don't want i mean and this is just i'm not a student of history really but i know that the past hundred years lots of the conflict was based on germany and russia having strengthening their alliance right uh, and the u.s can't have that man it's against the interests you know yeah, well, it's funny Nazis are fighting socialists again. <laughs> like it's kind of bringing that shit back to World War Two. Uh, Tony, you have a good point too with the uh, the children's hospital stuff. It's like they're suing now, or they try, or they asked DOJ to investigate like Matt Walsh and like other lives of TikTok. Yeah, that's fucking. That's like straight. That's straight. Like uh, uh, not crony, not crony cap. Well, kind of crony capitalism a little bit, but uh, just straight. That's like actual fascism. <laughs> Like, you have this fucking hospital who's working with the government to silence the truth. Yeah, that that story came out, uh, what, yesterday. And it was Chris Rufo was posting about it, saying that there is, uh, was it the uh, AMA, the American Medical Association or whatever, they are pressuring, using big tech, to go after Matt Walsh, to go after Libs of TikTok. And anybody, now, what are they doing? Are they skewing things? Probably in a conservative way, but... Uh, but all they're doing, all libs of TikTok, this is what's great about it, is a mirror. That's all they're doing is, hey, they are publicly, they're not doxing, they're publicly posting the shit on TikTok. And all they're doing is giving them another platform to say, hey, by the way, this is what your nine-year-old is watching on TikTok. And now they want who banned? Not the TikToker. They wanted libs of TikTok banned. This, this is insane that goes on in this country. And, you know, when you think about what Putin's doing and when you think about China and anything in the East, in the Middle East, us in the West, we just have our priorities just completely out of whack. I mean, I, I, I'm seeing people my age, I'm 34, going insane over adult Happy Meals now. Yes. <laughs> like, what, where are our priorities? I, I just tweeted out yesterday, I was like, the same people who get psyched up for adult Happy Meals are the same adult 
childless losers who go to Disney every year and wear the fucking like Mickey hats and like get psyched to see Goofy. I'm like, you guys are bringing this country down. <laughs> like, they're, it's you. Well, they're, they're adult children. They're, they're yeah. the same people who believe that Russia blew up their own pipeline. They're the, right. the same people that believe that uh, uh, Stacey Abrams won the election in Georgia. It's because all they are are told how, how to think, what to feel, who to vote for by corporate press. That's all it is, is that these are people that are they're what we used to call useful idiots. And those are the people that they just, you know, they're the consumers. They're the ones who went to go see bros over the weekend. <laughs> just because Billy Eichner told them if they don't go see it, they're a homophobic weirdo. It's just, it, it's this, uh, man, I, it, it's so funny because when you talk about Putin and what, what Putin wants to do and what uh, what's going on as far as geopolitics, and then what we're so concerned about culturally in America, it's it's two different. It's not even two different societies and two different hemispheres. It's two different universes that we live in now. Dude, agreed. I, you talked about TikTok culture here. Literally on TikTok, like China gets a different. They get a way different algorithm. So over here, the kids get, yeah, all of the. LGBTQ, trans, non-binary, be whatever you want, imagine this, whatever. Um, while they get like straight up fucking hype videos on like, you know, you know, dudes being dudes and, you know, I'm sure women being women, whatever. They get different programming over there. That's kind of like the big thing. Like everybody tracks your data and shit. That's like nothing new. Facebook, all that. But like they are programming their kids a certain way and they're programming our kids a certain way. So, yeah, uh, again, man, I think that this is like the, the actions of a few. They're kind of fucking it up for the many. And, um, you know, it's no coincidence that the kids are the ones, you know, who are fa falling victim to most of this uh, demonic shit. Because, like, they haven't, they're just not around. They don't, they're not developed. And, like, that's why it's up to the parents to protect the kids. And if you have the parents who are co-signing this shit, we're fucked. If the parents aren't looking out for the kids, man, because I can tell, yeah, you're, you're pissed about this shit. Uh, and anybody who's rational up here should be pissed about that. Um, I can't imagine. I've been talking about this recently, and Dave talked about it on Joe. It's like, we're like liberty dudes. You know, we want people to live how they want to live. But, like, this is some triggering shit. Right. What they're, what they're doing to, like, kids. So I can't imagine, like, how middle America is reacting to this. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, man, that pendulum swing, when that comes back, it's going to fucking... Yeah, like as the years gone on, I mean, like, when I say years, I mean like three years ago. Like, I, I, just as that recently for me personally, I I've ditched more in like the political stuff, and I care more about the culture shit, like way more because I feel like the culture shit, especially with our kids, is like that's what's gonna really break, make or break this country. I, I personally feel, and if we don't, like the three of us and other like-minded men and women like us, don't stand up and say something even if it's just doing fucking podcasts or talking to your neighbors or whatever the fuck it is i'm not saying go out there and, and start marching but like we gotta do something because they're actively destroying our youth like again they're making them weak on purpose like uh the the attack against uh masculine men i mean how much do you see that on on fucking tiktok like it, it's all on purpose and then and, but, and the attack on the sacred feminine man that's why you're seeing all these like female warrior movies yes. and female presidents and wear pants and you can do what the men does it's like this inverted version of feminism it's not that like they want equality it's like you want to be a man almost like you want masculine energy it's like this perversion of like the natural world dude men and women have like there are gender roles for reasons you know what i mean for <laughs> 
tens right. of thousands of years worth of reasons behind them. And like to just all of a sudden be like, no, nah, it doesn't fucking matter. Be whatever you want. Like that's just, it's absolutely insane. And the word of the day is affirming. Oh, you're going to affirm right. this kid? This 12-year-old comes to the fucking uh, student, uh, the, the counselor at school and goes, yeah, I'm, I'm a boy, but I think I'm a girl. And they go, you know what? You are. And, right. you know, we're not even going to tell your parents. In Delaware, dude, they're doing fucked up shit. Like, they they realized that parents were getting a bill for, like, either abortions or for, like, you know, gender-affirming surgeries or whatever, hormones, shit like that. They were getting the bill for it without knowing that it was done. So, like, instead of the parents suing the state, like, fuck this, this is crazy, the state is like, no, we need to figure out a way to, like, protect the privacy of the child so that when they get when they get the bill, they like won't know what it's for. Like it, it's absolutely insane, dude. Yeah, yeah like, that, isn't that the isn't that what it, you go to, through the whole thing where they say it's not happening, but if it was, it's a good thing. <laughs> we're oh, we're yeah, now yeah, yeah. not only yeah. not only is it happening, but now it's a good thing. So because I remember ten years ago, I had a who's it's really odd. Every girl I dated before I met my wife turned into like a pink haired, you know, near lesbian with tattoos on their chests and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, it's it, it, awesome. so I remember having a conversation <laughs> conversation with her ten years ago, saying it's gonna we're gonna get to the point where it's gonna be taxpayer funded abortion. She's like, it's not that's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna go through. Well, of course it's happening, and it has happened, and it was happening at the time, and now we've gone past that. It's not happening to not only is it happening, but it's a good that it is happening, and it's just it's. It's really sick what's happening. Now, there is kind of that white pill because of social media. Uh, you're mentioning about Elon Musk. He's kind of where I think a lot of us were pre-Ron Paul, is that we only had a certain amount of information that was out there to be put out there in the press. And once we finally heard this Dr. Ron Paul guy talk, you're like, wait a second, that sounds pretty logical. Why aren't more people finding out about this? And I think that's where Elon Musk is. He's like starting to, re he's, he's reading Huxley. He's reading Orwell. He's going, wow, wait a second. There's some parallels here. And like, that's where we were about 15 years ago, motherfucker. I yeah. want to believe that's right so much, but he's, at the end of the day, I still view him as a U.S. weapons defense contractor. So I don't know what to think about Elon Musk. I hope, I want Twitter to be awesome. I want to, I want all my accounts back. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that'll happen? That'd be sick. <laughs> Great. That'd be so fucking cool. Uh, man, 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 I hope we bring Twitter back to like the 2010 days or 11 days or 12, where it's just like you can say, "Look at this fucking faggot retard." <laughs> like nothing. I happened. didn't get on until 2021, man. I really missed the best of it. I missed Trump, all of that. Yeah. Oh, you you missed the best times. Yeah. Legitimate Wild West shit. <laughs> like th th that was so much fun. You like, you know, when you're a young comic and you're just trying out material, and you find out, yeah. hey, wait a second, I could try it out over like a different audience than being on yep. stage. So you try a bunch of jokes in like 2010, and then by 2018, it's like, did you say that Katy? Pe Anyone who likes Katy Perry's a faggot? Like. <laughs> You got me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, sorry I didn't delete my tweets from 10 years ago, you fucking losers. The best is looking at uh, old NBA players' tweets. They just go hard in the paint. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Looks like I can't host the Oscars now. Yeah, yeah, right? It's, I don't know. It's like, the thing with Elon, to me, Dave, is like, yeah, I agree with you. Is he? He seems like again, like a weapons contractor guy. He's like, a, he's like, he's like almost like a Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man type character without the coolness, but. But if the Twitter thing 
does go the way we hope it goes. That is a big deal. I know it's dumb because it's Twitter, but Twitter became such an occupying force of like, again, a town center of social uh, criticism and, and or platform or c- conversation, whatever we want to fucking call it. That it kind of is important to like make it how it used to be in a weird way. So like, yeah, that's, I consider that a win. Even you know, if it's it like, goes well, all filtered into the Neuralink. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> just, just give me free speech. You can do whatever you want with it. No, I fucking, I get it, dude. Yeah. We got to take our victories where it's right. It's, get them. I don't want to be like a cunt. <laughs> like keep being <laughs> negative. It's like, you know, it's like, yeah, but he also just unveiled that robot, that AI robot that he wants to put out. In like I heard every about home. it. I didn't see that thing yet. It, it didn't walk. It doesn't look cool. Like the Boston Dynamics one is like doing fucking parkour and like <laughs> like right. climbing stairs, and this one's like walking like a stripper almost. It was like slow and like out on the stage. It was like hi, so that creeps me out too. I gotta be honest with you, but um, I I don't know. I, I think the Twitter thing is a big deal, uh, but then like again, okay, so let's say Twitter gets fixed tomorrow. Let's just say Twitter gets fixed. Okay, Facebook, which is Instagram is owned by Facebook, that's still a fucking mess. Um, do you guys just see that uh, video of the of the UN lady? was saying on that interview, like, oh, now if uh, we partner with Google and if you search climate change, we're the first thing that comes up. So you know yeah. the truth. We and, own we own the science. <laughs> right. And, and it's like, well, okay, great. So we win Twitter. Awesome. And now we still lose everything else. Like, we lose the greater internet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. Well, that was the thing though, during COVID was that you need to get your information from us and that anytime you tweeted about COVID, vaccines, masks, there would always be that disclaimer that the CDC recommends this, that. And how many people were getting banned? Now, I will say, because, uh, you know, Adam, you were on my podcast a couple weeks ago. And we did the show. It was one of the first things we talked about in the podcast was last year. There was a lot of, I would say we're a little bit more white-pilled than we were last year to the point where a year ago, people are still wearing masks everywhere. They were forcing vaccines. You had Biden saying, this is a pandemic the unvaccinated. <laughs> and now everybody who's had a vaccine, in fact, it's come out now that if you've gotten the vaccine, you're now 44% more likely to contract COVID again, uh, whereas uh, compared to people who are unvaccinated. So all this news is finally starting to come out. So that's a good white pill. But, you know, we got to keep it going. You, you, we, can't ju- we can't just look back. But like you said, you're talking about those because I think that's also a cultural battle. That's not just a political or social battle. This is a cult. The whole COVID thing was a cultural battle. And now all this gender affirming care and climate change and climate lockdowns and everything. This isn't just political. It's like you said, it's cultural. When you when we fight these battles now, this isn't about this isn't just about politics and Democrat, Republican and the Libertarian Party and the Green Party. It's not about that. It's the culture. And you need to fight the culture war. And the problem is, well, I shouldn't say it's a problem, but it could be a solution is that these battles are also cultural too. And that's where you have to win those wars. And it's about time the non-progressives are winning these culture. Maybe not have won the war yet because it's still happening and you're still seeing in rural Missouri, you'll still see a drag brunch for kids, but you are seeing that scab get ripped off. And I like seeing that. Uh, And, you know, we just got to keep it going as far as winning this culture war. Yeah, I agree. But like, especially because here's the thing. You're right. Like we totally have to, and and it's 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 not political to us, but it is political to a lot of the progressives in the left. Still, like 
Well, and it's okay. religious for them too. That's what I'm saying. So, like, okay, I was in I was in New York today, right? Uh, uh, I had to go to I was in Gas actually, Tony. I had to go. I did rap today. So, like, I was I was down there. I couldn't tell you how many people I still saw double masked on the street in Manhattan. Like, like a lot. And then on the train back home to Pennsylvania, it's like as you get through Jersey, more and more people with the mask like started getting less and less. But like, there was a shit ton of them. And I'm like, what are we like? Do you double masking? Like the one mask is ridiculous, but I, I, it's so it's like they're never gonna fucking let it go because they dug their heels in and they're like, well, I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to admit I was wrong. Like that's a human, but that's like a human nature thing, right? Like we all do that in our own ways. With like, no fucking, I can't admit defeat <laughs> like in this fucking sphere. But they do it, and the, when they do it though, they want us to also comply. That's the fucking problem. It, it's not just like them being like, oh, I'm just gonna wear my mask and you know do my own thing. It's usually. I'm going to wear my mask and also like you should wear a mask and you should get vaccinated and you should do this and you should do that. It's, it's not just their own agenda. It's like their, their agenda plus pushing it on us. So like, and again, if they're, that's the leadership right now, right? It's fucking a progressive far left fucking authoritarian dictatorship. <laughs> so how do we break that? Like you can't break through these fucking people's heads. That's what I keep saying. Like every week I go, we can't, I don't know what else to say. Like my well, friends of mine even, you know, you, you can't do it with facts or like statistics or graphs. That's why we, I'm saying we, we libertarians have to enter the culture war Yeah, because that's where the arena is. That's what, that's why we've been irrelevant for so long because they've been so adamant about staying out of it and just saying that, Oh, wouldn't you be better off with lesser taxes? And wouldn't you, the, the wars would be, you know, we wouldn't spend this money. It's like, yo, you better get to the heart of some shit, man. You better get to what people care about. Um, dude, regime libertarians right now. Yeah. If you if you ask them, like, again, to go back to this, uh, you know, the trans debate. Like, oh, is it okay, man, if a kid says to their parent, a boy says to their parents, I'm a girl. And then the parents go, yes, you are. And they go to a, they go to a doctor and they all sit down and they go, this is a girl. Like, is it okay to then chemically castrate that kid? No, it is not. Of course. It's not yeah. okay just because you got some okays of some people. Like, they, they just shut off when they go, you know, whatever, parental consent or a parent okayed it, so that's leave it to them. Like, no. It's absolutely wrong. Like, it's not yeah. morally objective, right? Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's like <laughs> that. And, 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 by, and by the way, you, know, you were talking about with libertarians, too. I think— uh, libertarians lost that possibility of, when, of trying to fight the culture war. And I think in 2020, this is what bothered me. I know that Pete Canones has talked about this, why he changed the name of his podcast instead of talking about libertarian theory. He's like, no, it's got to be more about culture. Is mm -hmm. because libertarians in the most important times, and I know, you got, look, I, I, I'm one myself, but we did a piss poor job of fighting the culture war. They kept saying, oh, no, that's a boomer thing. You shouldn't be doing that. We should be talking about Austrian economics. We should be talking about non-aggression principle and everything. I'm like, yeah, but we also have people, we have governors who are saying that you cannot enter a business because you didn't take a shot in your arm or you're not putting right. a piece of cloth on your face. I think we have bigger fish, fish to fry right now in the immediate. I'm not saying no, that's not important, but we got to take care of this right now. And libertarians in a lot of ways, now they're finally starting to step it up a little bit, but you know, this this is why I, I guess I'm more paleo than I would be a, liber, a true libertarian, because I just I find the culture war way more important nowadays than talking about 
philosophy. Again, I think philosophy is important. Yeah, but it's a it's a give and take. We're we're a lot. By the way, aren't we all autistic? Shouldn't we be able to do all these things (laughs) at once? We can't just focus on one thing. No, we can try. We can multitask here. Yeah, no, dude, you're 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 right. And like I was talking to Jose Galson about this from uh, Tower Power, but like. uh, like especially like you brought the whole kid thing and like some some of these parents are like no I'm gonna ca- like chemically castrate my kid or whatever and I go like I don't give a shit about the nap at that point like you know like like all this bullshit it's like shouldn't we just stop that parent from harming a child I don't give a fuck if it's your kid it's like your and I always say this I go, that's what I'm you, saying yeah, yeah if you were in that, the mall if you were in the mall and you just watched an adult man start beating the shit out of a six year old would you go well it's his kid so he could do that no you'd probably intervene this is it's the same thing. It's like no, we should yeah, probably intervene and be like, no, you lost the chance of having your kid. It's like, like, like you're you're physically harming a child, which again, to me, should be number one priority on everybody. I'm just a human being list. I don't give a fuck about political affiliate. We should be protecting children because they're innocent and they are the future of us. Let's just be honest, right? They have no, um, Jesus Christ, what's the fucking word I'm for? Uh, I consent, uh, I consent thoughts. Is that the word I'm trying to? What's the what's the fucking word I'm trying to think of? Uh, well, they can't well, condone anything. Can't- they can't consent. Children cannot consent. Yeah, they can't Their parents consent. parents have to, right? But we're talking about, like, this is just basic shit. But at some point, like, okay, we don't live in Ancapistan, right? right. Nobody. This, the, the idea of child protective services is, like, the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. They do awful things every awful. day. Families destroy mm-hmm. families. Uh-huh. So, like, I'm saying that this is, like, worst-case scenario shit. Like, you right. – your – God, like, it's the worst torture I can possibly imagine for, like, a kid that, like, you know, wakes up 25 one day, like, a eunuch or something like that. Like, I'm already reading the stories, man. Women that, like, take their breasts off and stuff and just, like, weeks later are like, what the fuck Fuck, have I done? No one wants to talk about the suicide rate. No. And they know what they'll say? They go, that's because you bully them. I go, no, it's not. It's because that's not what they were sad. And then they realize, oh, this didn't fix my sadness. Now I'm going to fucking kill myself. That's why there's fucking rules against bullying now. So you can't talk about it. Right. Right. So it's like if you just mention it like, oh, don't do this or, you know, I don't know. It's fucking crazy, dude. No, it's it's absolutely fucking crazy. And it's like, it's like, oh, I actually care about people. And maybe we should talk to them and be like, maybe this isn't the path for you. Uh. I, I don't. I mean, I don't want to say names, but Dave, I think you know who I'm, I'm talking about. A PA guy who was doing that and then stopped and went back to just being a, a man. And he's like the the biggest proponent of like, hey, don't do this shit. He's writing substacks about it. He's like, this is fucking bad. There's other things we could do. We could do therapy, like regular therapy. We could figure out the problem. Like, a, we were every little boy goes in his mom's high heels and like walks around like, what the fuck is this like? Like, I did it. I remember doing it. I was like five. Imagine I did it parents, on Sunday. <laughs> imagine my parents saw that and were like, dude, you're a fucking girl. And then cut my dick and balls off and then right. change, the, literally alter the car- course of my life forever because I'll of the agenda. Imagine <laughs> that. Affirming kids. Yeah. Kids come confused. Man, that was a confusing time being a teenager, right? 13 through whatever. Yep. 18. I don't know. It's fucking crazy. Imagine just some adult that you're supposed to like i don't know trust like yes especially the parents but teachers too you know imagine being six five and uh, you know just like you said man you just play dress up all the time i thought i was superman for like four or five years pajamas everywhere right so like imagine if like you know your parents like affirmed that yes you are superman like go, go, I'll go jump off this fucking, building, right? Yeah, like that's, that's you know they let me have my fun, but like you have to be reality for your kids. You have to set that ground 
floor or they're fucked. Now, Adam, we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago about what the goal is. And you said the goal is to have sex with the kids. Just I, a way to so. normalize pedophilia. Yes, that's what I now, believe. Now, but what is the parents' goal? Is the parent is this just a cocktail party thing? Is this what it was like ten years ago when you saw all these Hollywood celebrities adopting African kids, saying, "Look how great of a person I am. Look at me uh-huh. going over to uh, Zimbabwe and adopting this little black kid." And it, it, is that what it is? So they can is this is this that uh, Munchausen by proxy? Is it, this so you can go to yeah. your little brunch in San Francisco? I, I so think it's, so, it's, so, could, so it's yeah. all about window shopping. hundred percent. I think it's so they could jerk each other off in their fucking progressive circles and be like, well, I affirm my kids at three. And the other guy's like, I did it at one. And it's like, look how good I am. And it's like, pat, pat, pat. Reality should be lined up against a fucking wall. Like that's what should fucking happen. Cause it's just fucking like, how, do, how do we like, cause again, I don't see anybody just barging into people's homes and fucking taking kids. Like, I mean like regular people doing that. Like, so like, how do we stop it? How do we help these fucking kids? Like, how can we, the three of us and others, do it without physically removing kids from people's homes? Dude, That's the where only I way fucking right now, the problem. The only with. thing right now is to like loudly, publicly shame people and yeah. that culture, that entire thing. That's what I'm saying. You have to enter the culture war. Like, don't have no comment on that. That's fucking crazy. That's beyond right. autistic to have yeah. no comment on that. So, like, it's almost. I mean, it's an act of violence, right? And we are libertarians, so at, be against that, and then figure out like what are the proper channels or like the whole protests or whatever. Um, but yeah, we do not live in Ankapistan, man. You're right. So I don't. <laughs> I, I think um, uh, Matt Walsh's documentary, the "What Is Woman" documentary, uh, he he pointed out such a brilliant psych psychological loophole these fuckers love to do. Was he he was talking about one trans doctor who was like performing trans surgeries on on kids and stuff like that and he goes uh what would you uh what's that thing where like uh this is what you're saying to the doctors like where like if you don't think you should have a, your left hand and you cut it off like would you tell someone to do that and they go no that's crazy that that's a, that's a dysmorphia <laughs> so they acknowledge that that's a dysmorphia but if you go i want to cut my balls off they go oh please right this way that can't possibly right. be a dysmorphia. It's fucking psychotic. The loopholes these motherfuckers do in their head, whatever mental gymnastics they have to play, the goalposts get moved every fucking time you talk to them. It, it, it's really crazy, and it really fucking drives them up the fucking wall. And like again, it, it, and they have the states back, or the state backs them. So like, oh yeah, and I, and honestly, I you, when you talk about mental health crisis, I actually feel bad for the teenage gay kids because a lot of them are probably all gay. That's probably what's happening right now is mm. that they're a little confused. They're, they're gay. They're queer. And I mean, I, I remember in school, I had friends of mine, these girls who were what they called tomboys. So yep. all the girls were playing Polly Pocket and Barbie dolls. She's throwing a vortex football with us at, at recess. Well, what happened to those girls? Some of them became lesbians. Some of them, you know, grew out of it. Right. You have to give kids a chance to try things, to possibly fail, to succeed. And Okay, maybe maybe you're 12, and it's a kid that's like, okay, well, boy, he's uh, he really likes Barbara Streisand. I, I kind of think he's uh, he's getting into that. He might be gay. Instead, it's like, no, he wants to be Barbara Streisand. So therefore, we need to cut his dick off and make a vaginoplasty and well, have him grow tits or whatever. And, and these other things that are popping up in these schools where they have, the, have these transition closets where if you're if little Bobby wants to be Susie when he gets to school. They don't tell the parents. So the teacher has a transition closet. You walk in there. Or uh, how about Susie wants to be Bobby? So 
they have chest plates. So a girl who has budding breasts in her adolescence has is getting them essentially pressed down so she can be a boy from 9 a.m. until 2.30 until the bell rings. Then five minutes left, she goes back in the transition closet and puts on her butch costume of being a, a, a girl again. I mean, it's just, it's, it's sick what's happening right now. And luckily, we are calling it out. I just, I, you know, I, I think a lot of people are afraid of that alphabet mafia. I think it's the same way as that they were afraid of saying anything during Black Lives Matter and the riots. It's the same thing that they're afraid of be call, being a, called a homophobe, a transphobe, a bigot, a xenophobe, everything like that. It's just, it's, uh, I, it, it, people are afraid of the stigma. And they're ultimately, just like with the vaccine, they're afraid of getting fired. People are just afraid of getting fired and losing everything. That's why they won't say anything. Yeah, and like I also don't blame people for that because it's like, yeah, your number one priority is your family, and they have you by the balls there, you know, and they they know that, and they're doing that on purpose. Like, of course they're doing that on purpose. They're like, hey, we'll fire your shit if you fucking speak out against this. It's like, ah, oh, well, I gotta feed my family, so what do I do? It's like, yeah, man, I don't know. Like, that's a fucking rock and hard place situation. I I don't know what to do either, but I'm I'm more lucky. I get to say this shit, and I can't really get in trouble. Well, but, and that's the thing is that remember when we were talking about like when we were in college, and they were allowing everybody to go to college. You, you can be completely retarded and get a two on your ACT, and they'll accept you into college because they want your money. Me. that was me (laughs) so what happened is those people had to if they didn't either drink themselves and uh, flunk out of college they got degrees but they got meaningless to we and for a while you would hear uh, it was a very boomer con phrase of they got these meaningless degrees they've got lesbian dance theory and everything well no not necessarily they got jobs as hr people so those purple-haired lesbians uh, who were marching and saying all sex is rape back in college 15 years ago. Well, they had to get a job somewhere. So now they're the HR representative at Procter & Gamble. So Procter & Gamble says, uh, yeah, we need to go through. Uh, we're we're going to shut our uh, operations down for a few days because we're going to talk about trans lives and trans lives matter and everything because it's the women who are involved in this. That's what they're afraid of. They're afraid of that purple haired lesbian because she's the one who's going to get them fired because they said they misgendered somebody. They didn't take a vaccine. They had their mask below their nose. And that's why everybody's just, they have to capitulate because they're afraid of losing everything for their families. But this goes, okay, great point, right? But then this goes to my other question, and this is why I start to get all agenda-y and deep state and shit like that. Okay, so the blue-haired lesbian ladies are now in HR. Okay, well, who hired them? And why are they hiring them? Equity. So what's, right. So what's the bigger agenda? It's it's also these fucking corporations and like the ESG shit, which I don't understand because like I was saying this to to, to Neil today, who I do call us with like on on the train. Like I was like, uh, I used to think money was like always the bottom line answer for everything. Like no matter what, once the pockets started getting hit, it would flip. But that's not happening anymore. That's you were 20th seeing- century shit, bro. I know. I, I was still thinking like that, but like you're really seeing like with the ESG especially with entertainment, right? Uh, you brought up the Billy Eichner, Eichner Bros movie before. He, I, I went through a lot of his personal tweets on his personal Twitter account going, you homophobes won't see this movie. You fucking you gay bashers won't see this movie. You homophobes won't see this movie. Da, 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 da. And then no one saw the movie. He's like, that's because you guys hate gays. I go, birdcage. That's my counter to that. 
Birdcage. Birdcage is a fucking great movie. Suck my dick, you fucking loser. Like, like that's you're 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 gaslighting. You're gaslighting. And you're just saying shit because you know you could get away with that. If I fucking ever or any of us ever was like, you won't see this movie because you fucking hate straight people. We get our Twitter shut down in two fucking seconds. <laughs> in two fucking seconds. Uh, you guys know who Sneeko is? No. A, he was a YouTuber and like a Twitch cat, and he was a younger dude. And he was big on like you know, calling out the fucking agenda, calling out the regime, calling out like the the, the Nazi feminist shit. He just w- appeared at Andrew Tate's house, and they fucking nuked his YouTube channel. Unbelievable! <laughs> Unbelievable! Yep, and it's like it's like all that's what I'm saying. Tate, I, I always said Tate and Jordan Peterson are like two sides of a different co- of the same coin, uh, a different sides of the same coin. You know, like Jordan Peterson is a little more like mellow and chase like a little more alpha e but they were still dudes who were trying to be like hey don't simp for fucking chicks don't fu- like be a fucking man work out take care of your Stop mental beating health. off yeah exactly like go out live your life like do good and they're like oh we can't we can't have young men getting that message we need young men to be able to wear dresses and be emasculated bill burr had a great bit a few specials ago where he's talking about he's on a plane and the plane was going through a lot of turbulence and there was a man going like, oh, oh, like every time the plane hit, he's like, that guy's going to reproduce. And he's like, that bitch DNA is going to keep going on. And he's fucking <laughs> right. But he's right. <laughs> like, that's true. It's like these fuckers are the they get um, put on a pedestal by, again, Hollywood and entertainment. And we all see it. We can't not see it. Like if you like anything on TV, you're, like you're going to eventually see something. And then these guys get celebrated. And we don't. And then what happens? Oh, they'll fuck some hot model chick, and then they're gonna have another weak kid. And it's gonna—it's a fucking cycle. It's like never ending now. It's just well, how it is. and it's and it's that uh, slippery slope. I love the meme with the uh, here's the slippery slope. You posted it about posted the, it. the teacher with the kids. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it, it's funny because uh, progressives play the long game, and this isn't just something that this trans stuff popped up over. T- this has been a conditioned thing for such a long time. And when, when you talk about the feminization of men, I mean, we've been talking about it for, for sitcoms of like, it, oh, it's the dopey dad. Yes. And, you know, there's the smart wife has to go, my husband, what a retard he is. And this has been going on for a while. And then look at children's books and literature. My, th- this is a true story. I've told this on my podcast before a few times, but my dad, uh, there, there was a parent-teacher conference, or I was on a uh, PTA meeting. And uh, at my school in the 90s, so I'm 34, so this is probably maybe 1997, 98. My dad comes up there and says, yeah, I got a problem. Uh, I've noticed that every book in my kid's class is about a strong girl. And the boy is either retarded or uh, like he's evil and he ends up uh, backstabbing the family. It's always something. But every book is the, the strong woman. And he's like. I don't mind that, but can we have a balance? Can we have a book where the boy is? And my, and my dad's like, the only book where the main character is a boy that any of our the kids have read is the Ryan White story. And he dies of AIDS and hemophilia when he was in high school. Everything else was strong woman. And uh, they thought it was a joke at the time. That was 25 years ago. Yeah. So this conditioning has been going on in our generation for a while to the point where, yeah, you have all these... Uh, well, if you don't watch She-Hulk, it means you hate strong women. Right. And we've been conditioned to this point of creating just big toddlers. 
and I, and I can't stand it, culminating again full circle with the happy meals for adults or uh, getting excited about adulting today. And I, I've got my sticker because I, uh, I didn't swear at anybody when I was driving today and I get a sticker for a good job. What is going on? No, you're right, and it's it's like a bummer because like, listen, I'm a I'm a big comic book guy. I have a fucking over thirty thousand dollar comic book collection. Like, I I get it, but I also played football for twelve years. I did MMA for ten years. Like, I fucking like you know, I went out, I met women, I'm married. It's like it's like a whole thing that it's not just like I'm a fucking comic book guy. That's like a fucking personality for a lot of these fucking weak men today. Where like, you you look at like you know they have podcasts. Like you look at it, it's just and their room is like a child's room, and I'm like. Do you not see see yourself? Like, why the fuck would I listen to you? Why listen to anything you say? Like, what what manly? And again, I'm not saying I'm the manliest guy. I'm not. Like, I can't build shit. <laughs> Yo, not Eric July got a lot of comic books in that room, and that guy yeah. just made a lot of money. But my point. But that's for his podcast studio. Is my <laughs> point. But like, but like, he's also not. But he's like, I, I, I he's like a guy like me. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, again, yeah. I have a lot of comic books. Again, I've right. over thirty thousand. But like, Eric July going. Don't like, let fantasy. The, ruin your fucking life exactly that's <laughs> enjoy my point. it that's i like the point. marvel universe or i right. did up until you know i know i know ago. me too it's right. really but, shit the bed but that's but. exactly my point it's like i'm not saying you can't have cool i mean i had fucking a nice carnage statue myself fuck you know i get it but i don't go that like this is my carnage statue and then like and then over here is it's like no it's like i was like oh that's a cool thing right anyway let's go fucking watch football <laughs> like, let's go have, have you else. seen some of those youtube videos of people talking about batman where they say you know, Batman, they said that he can lift about 800 pounds, but, you know, there are some that say that Batman can lift 1,000 pounds. I'm like, Batman is a drawing. Batman is a fictional character, and you've spent a half-hour YouTube video talking about how much Batman can lift. <laughs> like, what? we have toddlers. These are toddlers we have in our society. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and, and it's, again, I th it's all been done, and like Tony, you said, the left did a brilliant job in infiltrating everything that the right or libertarian didn't deem necessary 30, 40, 50 years ago. Like they got into entertainment. Cause think about it. Especially this is a big trope of the right for a long time until right now. They're like, entertainment doesn't matter. Who cares about movies? This is not important. Why would that matter? Why should we care? Focus our time on that. Well, now you fucking reap what you sow. You idiots. They lost. It. It. Right. You lost. It's done. Like there's no <laughs> getting it back. It's way too entrenched. So, and like the like, I, the blaze, like the blaze is making their own shit. It's like, yeah, man. I guess a for effort, but like, too late. It's a little too late. <laughs> it's not gonna work. It's just not gonna. Uh, work. You, 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 I think a lot of it has to do with marketing your audience. And I, I remember this a couple of years ago. Do you remember when Gillette had that whole ad campaign about toxic masculinity? Yes. And it was it was funny because this is Gillette the razor company that in every commercial for 40 years had long legged blonde models shaving from all the way down from her, their ankles, all the way to their cooch and these sexy, I'm your Venus commercials. Yeah. And they're all it's just wearing towels. And it was always that sexual nature. And yet they decided to do a 180 and say like, Hey man, it's really not cool. You guys are being too toxic and catcalling women. And you know, this is uh, this is a shame what's happening. And, as much as you think, wow, boy, they shot themselves in the foot because of all their marketing campaign. But in reality, who goes to buy razors? It's usually the wife. It's usually the woman who's been indoctrinated with a lot of these blue-pilled women 
who watch all these commercials and watch these TV shows and go, yeah, you know what? I did see that Gillette commercial and I like what they're doing now. I am going to go buy a pack of Gillette. And the guy's like, oh, hey, cool. I got razors. They don't think two things about it. So all they're doing is they're marketing to everyone but the people recording this podcast right now. They're, they're not even thinking about us. They don't care about us. They know that we're too gone. We're too off the reservation where they can label us anything they want. But they're trying to market people who do not do this type of research. They're marketing to people who do not care about this stuff. That uh, they're still stuck in uh, advertising from 1980-something where, oh, where's the beef? Oh, okay. Wow, I like that commercial. I'm going to go to Wendy's now because I thought that commercial was funny. When was the last time you saw a commercial and you were like, now I have to buy that product? No, we just we were like, okay, well, when's the game back on? I'm just waiting for the waiting for kickoff right. right now. But that's that's what it is. Is they're they're not market entertainment is not marketed to us anymore. So that's why I, the Daily Wire, that's why the Blaze, that's why they're creating their own content because, and again, good for them. It's too late, but it's good for them to try to at least fill that marketplace because again, you know, we have to create we have to create our own content and podcast because otherwise. Uh, we know Hollywood and Madison Avenue are not going to do that for us but, anymore. But why Why the shift, though? Like, remember, in the 80s and the 90s, it was, like, all about Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, yeah. Sylvester Stallone movies. Shit was marketed to dudes, which I feel like that's – it's almost weird to say that. But, like, yeah, comic books were for boys. Mm-hmm. I don't mean, like, they were written typically for boys. She-Hulk was, like, in 1992, was, like, a pinup model that was green. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Black Widow, like, used her hotness to, like, infiltrate and, like, kill people. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's weird that they take our heroes and destroy them. It's um, on purpose, right? Of course. like, Of course it is. So, yeah. so, like, and it's weird. And all the studios and everything is complicit. But, like, I also find it strange that, like, as far as, like, you know, we were just talking, you know, about the blending of sexuality and feminism is, you know, perverted and something bastardized and weird. But, like... In the 90s and into the 2000s, like, shit was, like, commercials and everything was just, like, hyper-sexualized almost to the point of, like, smut. On, on, on a, It almost, like, hit a tipping point. So I'm not saying, like, toxic masculinity is a legit phrase, but maybe at one point you could have said, like, all right, man, maybe, like, tone it down a little bit. And again, like, that gets perverted and it's, like, the backlash from just, like, I don't know, like, normalcy. You don't need, like porno in daytime television commercials i don't think right Agreed. in fact when i'm when i'm flipping down facebook in the morning and like some i'm just like sipping my coffee it's like i don't need like some like slut like fucking like in like in a, running through you know those live feed things like it's just like jesus christ like tone it the fuck down well i think you know what it's, I mean? it's, it's got it's got to be basically a write-off at this point now because i mean who green lights a gay rom-com you automatically by right. having a gay rom-com you're nobody, nobody in the East, nobody in the Middle East is going to watch this movie. China. And you've already taken away much of the West, yeah. too, because you either have straight men who don't want to see this. Women, some women don't want to see it. A lot of gay guys don't want to see it either. They're like, yeah, no, I'm good. And again, who wants to see a rom-com? Like, is this Julia Roberts and Matthew McConaughey? And is this Made in Manhattan? Is this Notting Hill? Forgetting Nobody Sarah wants to see a rom-com in a theater. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> but, but, Yo, but, and you know, unlike the birdcage, I think there's lots of, like, gay, like, romance scenes in this. Which, you know, like, dude, I'm cool with whatever. Anybody wants to do, I'm, it's fine. But that's gross. So, like, I don't want to go watch that. But personally. when you market a movie to 3% of the population... 
Right. Dude, I, I posted about this. I'm like, this actually happened. And I think, no, nah, it wasn't in Philly. But a lesbian opened a sports bar called the Sports Bra that only played women's sports. I'm like, do you, like, you're the niche of the niche of the niche. There's going to be two people in town that might give a fuck about your place. And they're going to come once a month. Like, you know what I mean? You can't expect success. And of course it failed. Of course it did. Well, again, going back to Bill Burr, he goes, you know, oh, support the WNBA. None of you go. (laughs) And he's right. Stop trying to force it, right? Right. Like, it's just weird. It's It's completely subsidized by the NBA, the WNBA. They pay for the whole entire fucking league, the NBA. And why? Why are they paying for it? Because that's the thing. Because the ESG and all this bullshit, right? So, like, that's why they're paying for it. Because there's no way they're making money off the WNBA. The NBA. This and and no imagine fra- the, the fracturing of one's potential audience is something that I, as a comic, who wants to go on stage and have half the audience hate you? I agree. Yeah. I mean, it, I, like, I, I either want all of them to hate me. Or no one, right. Or, 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 like, I want no one to like me or everyone to like me. Yep. Well, actually, I don't want everyone to like me. I want you to have an opinion about me when I get off stage. And so if you're a comic, like Stephen Colbert claimed to be, yeah. uh, so... Stephen Colbert's show, automatically he says, I'm a, I'm a liberal and I don't like conservatives. I look down upon you. So you immediately cut half your potential audience. Right. But that's also to your hope is that you think every progressive is going to watch your show, which is not the case. Plus, it's on too late. Plus, people don't care about late night TV anymore. So you, your potential audience on a pie chart is a sliver. It's, it's not even enough to fill you for dessert. Uh, based on how much your potential audience is getting. And again, as a comic, as a podcaster, as whatever, it's odd to think that you would do that in Hollywood of having a completely woke movie and have essentially like 2%, like you said, 3% of your audience, a potential audience. And again, that's not even to say that the people who it's marketed to are going to go see this movie. There's a lot of things that's like, yeah, no, I got stuff going on or no, I don't really like Billy Eichner or no, that's not really interesting to me. So it's a fraction of a fraction. And then he's just going to be so he's going to get pissed off about it and blame homophobes because that's the playbook. Oh, it's all these. You don't want to see strong uh, gay characters. It's like uh, not. No, I I don't want to see your movie. It's not because I'm homophobic. I'm homophobic towards your movie. Right. (laughs) You want to call it that. It, it's yeah. cool. It's interesting to think, though, like Adam was saying earlier, like they what's with the turn? Because like, I don't think it's Stephen Colbert deciding that he doesn't want double the audience. Like it's pro- if anything, it's Viacom Inc. saying yes. we don't want double that audience. And you say this stuff because we pay right, you who, millions of dollars. So you're right, going to so do what wh- we say. Right. Why doesn't Viacom, who owns CBS and Nickelodeon and BET and MTV, why do they t- all say the same stuff just through a a million different mouthpieces. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. I don't know, but like, and going back to the, uh, the Stephen Colbert thing, because you, you you have guys like Colbert and Kimmel or fucking Corbin or Cor, where the fuck that fat English dude's name is, and they they say they're dumb liberal bullshit in front of their their own audience. So a hundred people like, you know, yeah, fear, it. but it ends there. That's the thing, and they think that translates to the rest of the country. Their little shit audience. And you see it actually in Bill Maher's show the most because Bill will say a lot of shit that pisses off like the left and his crowd is super fucking left usually. And he'll say something like kind of down the middle and be like, well, actually, I think that's kind of crazy. And, and they just go silent on him. He's like, fuck you. He's like, what do you mean? Like, don't like, chemically out. castrate kids. Boo. 
Right. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> yeah. So so it's like like you 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 see it. These audience also, what loser is going to see like a late night show in 2022? Oh, it's pathetic. That's what I'm saying. Like you're, like you're you're only going like if you're in New York and you're going to see the Late Show, it's because it's so it's the Ed Sullivan Theater and David yes. Letterman did the show here and Elvis. So you're doing it because it's a it it's a form of nostalgia. But those people, they'll probably be the only time they see Colbert because no one's watching the show. No one's watching any of these. Uh, I mean, luckily, we've kind of broken that uh, that algorithm a little bit of. You, you do, we, we don't have to wait for Jay Leno and David Letterman to come on at 11.30 to hear our nightly yucks. It's just, it's not the case anymore. Uh, it's the same in sports. I mean, uh, especially in 2020, I said this when they shut the leagues down because of COVID and then they had to lecture us about George Floyd. I'm just like, yeah, no, not interested. And so what I do, I start watching football games from 30 years ago. Like I, I was watching the Atlanta Falcons and the uh, Green Bay Packers and Deion Sanders on the Falcons at the time. I'm like, I'd rather watch this instead of all this other bullshit that's happening in the current day because we have those capabilities of doing that. So the one good thing is that when Stephen Colbert has dancing vaccines on his show, the only way it gets goes viral is because it's getting roundly mocked, and I'm happy with that. Yeah. Yo, you're right. Because I mean, that chick went around Twitter like a fucking hot potato. <laughs> and was like, Completely Look at this <laughs> Yo, I used to love by the way, like Conan O'Brien. I used to Same. love David Letterman. I used to love Saturday Night Live 30 years ago. Yeah. And I know that that shit was all always corporate, sponsored, NBC, same company, Viacom, right, owns that shit. But one, their messages were a tad different then. You know what I mean? It was not so blatant what they were doing. And um, yeah, I don't know, man. I thought that that shit was kind of edgy, at least Saturday Night Live sometimes. But man, it's just... It's fucking disappointing. Well, you guys know the, I mean, Tony, you probably know, but uh, Dave, the whole Shane Gillis debacle from a few yeah. years ago, like, uh, you know, they strictly were getting Shane because besides the fact that Shane's a fucking monster murderer on stage, he's a hilarious, right? Shane Gillis is fucking one of the best comics in the country working right now. That aside, they directly wanted him and pushed so hard for him. Like, do you guys know the, even the backstory of like his addition and stuff like that? Shane was no. always a, Shane was always a guy who was like, I just want to do my podcast and comedy. I don't give a fuck about like acting or shit like that, right? It was always his goal, was like comedy pod. I don't care. They were like, Hey, why don't you send a writing packet? And he was like, No, <laughs> like I don't want to, right? They said, You know what? Fuck it, just come audition. And like usually the SNL auditions, if you heard all the stories of like, it's like I gotta go go do goofy voices and like improv and like all this shit. Shane went up, did five minutes of stand up, crushed to the, only the seven people who were there. And they wanted him, especially because he was more of a conservative voice, to balance out their audience. But as soon as you know, shit hit the fan, and, and the uh, the bullshit came up with the podcast stuff, they went, "Oh, nope, never mind." So they was it a setup? Even... No, not from SNL. It wasn't set up from SNL. No, no, no. Okay. They they they, they would have got more money. They would have got more viewership out of him because more conservatives, more libertarians would be like, "Oh, fucking Shane's on SNL." No, what happened? Like, not to. I don't even want to say their name. I don't want to give these people any fucking uh, credence, but. This one comedy journalist, which is not a real thing. It's not a real job. <laughs> is, this, is this the sex pest? Yes, the sex pest. Yes. I don't want to say his name. I don't want to give him any fucking credit. And <laughs> and a now failed comedy club in Philly waited for him to get named that he was hired. And then they went, look what he said on this podcast. And, and, and again, he was just doing a bit on his podcast. It wasn't even like him saying it. It was a bit, right? That got him fucking shit canned. And now he is doing better than he ever would have done on SNL. 
So like, good. Like he had to go through a yep. year or two of shit, but like that's quite a launch, right? With all that controversy, is good. Especially is, in comedy, be, right? Be, yes, because you know what happens? All guys like us and women like us who see that shit, they go, "Oh, yo, Shane's hilarious." And again, I knew Shane just from comedy and doing the Philly and the Philly scene and stuff like that. But like, if you're not a comic and you're like, "Oh shit, yeah, this guy's fucking funny," as Where the is only non-comic here, <laughs> I didn't hear of him until the SNL contract. Exactly, that's my so. point. Yeah. And then and then boom, on Rogan a bunch now. I mean, fucking touring with Burt Kreischer, hanging out with Nate Diaz and shit. Like, like yeah, he's crushing it. Good. I'm very happy. His fucking uh the sketch show he does with uh, his partner uh McKeever, fucking it's amazing. It's so fucking funny. I I, I mean, it, and I'm glad. I'm glad that happened to him because he does he's a truly funny guy who deserves that shit. And and then you watch all these fucking hacks on SNL who are truly Unfunny. Yo, let me drop some white pills real quick. What do you guys think about all these people dropping off SNL? They're quitting. Uh, Trevor Noah just quit. Like um, I saw that. So did uh, or the the blonde girl who's awful on TBS. Uh, Samantha B. Samantha B. Because awful. no one's watching so those shows. Wild, disgusting. This bitch got fired. Um, and uh, so did Corden, James Corbin. I think they're all fucking all these shows. And then the uh, the the WB. Merged with a company and they're shutting down the woke shit. The Batman movie, they're like, "Fuck this, we're not even putting this out. This is garbage." The background movie, yeah, um, but but that surprised me. I gotta be honest with you. Again, it, I, I think it has to go back to they're losing, not I wouldn't say billions, but high millions of dollars, right. and they. That's what I'm saying. Like it's unsustainable. It, it, it's unsustainable. And if right. your job is to make blockbuster comic book movies. You can't do with a hundred thousand dollar budget, <laughs> bro. And not only that, but you're fucking. Not only are you making a movie that's high budget, but you're fucking with a franchise, a big like Batman. You're bringing back Bruce, uh, what's um, Michael Keaton for this yeah. movie? Like, if it's not amazing, don't. You know what right. I mean? Like, maybe they're thinking like you really could fuck this whole thing up. Well, I mean, as again, as 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 a as a comic book guy myself. I stopped watching Marvel pretty much completely. Uh, I watched the last Batman movie because it wasn't really wokey. It was just a Batman movie. You know, I, yeah, I, it, it was, was fine. Okay. Yeah, it was, but like, uh, you know, I was watching um, Andor, the Star Wars show. Mm. And because it's so far, I haven't picked up any bullshit. But I heard the showrunners have interviews and they're like, the message is like, fuck, it's coming. <laughs> is it good so far? <laughs> like, what? Would you recommend it? So yes, far? so far. Okay, all right. <laughs> Four episodes in, it's it's just a story of Star Wars. It's a Star Wars story. You know what I'm saying? Something's but, up, dude. That's not something's that's, that's... up. I feel like coming because you know why? It's not run by John Favreau and John Favreau with the Mandalorian. He's like, no, we're just doing Star yep. Wars. I don't give a fuck about yep. any of this bullshit. And I mean, I'm sure he does for his Hollywood friends and stuff. But as far as the storyteller goes, he's like, no, we're just doing Star Wars shit. But I'm telling, I heard the I heard an interview with a two a showrunner and a writer, and they're both like. The message uh, has to be this, and a strong woman, a villain, by the way, she's a bad guy <laughs> in the fucking show. And it's like, which is, again, it's Star Wars. It could be anything. But what's the fucking message? Blow up the Death Star? That should be the only message in the Star Wars show. Yeah. You know, like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Wait, what are you trying to tell me? Like, it's, I don't get it. Yo, so it's how, unsustainable. How about the woman who plays uh, the, the lead in the new Game of Thrones who identifies as non-binary? says that she's like, yeah, I really, like, I think I'm really good at playing women. <laughs> like, <she's, laughs> well, you are one, so. <laughs> yeah, I like, would hope so. 
she's like having an in, this is interesting like i'm taking really taking on the role and i feel like i'm really owning it <laughs> i uh yeah. won't even watch. i love game of thrones and i won't watch that i just refuse i i'm uh, be- dude, i've become okay. it's better than i thought go ahead watch it, it no i just become like a crotchety old man with like a lot yeah. of like i'm not you watching this new thing <laughs> yeah. it's not the same i just keep watching old american dad reruns you know you know my favorite part you know what my favorite part i was gonna say about star wars is how by 2022 no one expected george lucas had no thoughts that we would still be talking about this fucking movie that it was a one-off movie and then they had that star wars christmas special the chewbacca comes home or whatever and it's all a variety show and they got b arthur singing in it Mm -hmm. and harvey corman is dressed like julia child's monster or whatever and everyone's like oh boy that's got to be embarrassing it's like no he didn't think we were going to be talking nearly a half century later about yeah. Star Wars. But it is. And that's why, that's why the is... franchise, in my opinion, has gotten progressively worse because they, I think they ran out of the concepts. I mean, I thought Empire was the best and Jedi. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're losing me. And they've lost me now for 40 years. No, Empire was the best one. Jedi was good. Shut up. My dad made it with the Ewoks. Well, you know, they wanted to do make him a bunch of Wookiees, and they're like, we can't afford this. <laughs> so they were going to get midgets and put him in fucking costumes. But, uh, get Tim Henson. Star Wars was the model for everything, though. Like, Mar- he, marketing. Got to- Mar- he got the toy rights. They did The movie studio didn't even think about that. So they made these. He probably didn't think about that. You know what that would be for sure. ultimately, but he became a billionaire, and then that became the model for everything else. Franchise well, Ghostbusters and make toys, make toys, and sell billions of dollars worth of toys, and keep recycling that for generations. My, my dad made actually a really great point. First of all, fuck Lucas because he's the one. Like we're shitting on Star Wars now. I'm like it's Kathleen Kennedy's fault. It, no, it's kind of Lucas's fault because when he made the fucking uh, '90s remake shit with like all the new special effects, they made Greedo shoot first. Not Han. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. And my dad made that point to me. They're just like, oh, dude, you're fucking right. It started back then. They're like, well, Han can't be a, oh, we can't have him be a bad guy. He's like, he's not a bad It's a called character arc. He was a piece of shit scumbag. And through three movies, he became a fucking hero. That's called good writing. And you're trying to retcon it to be like, well, he was always a good guy. But he wasn't. Yeah. And after Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker turns into a reclusive piece of shit. Who yes. doesn't want to hang yes. out with anybody. And a fucking curmudgeon. It's the worst, dude. They what they did to you know one of the best heroes of our generation. You know, I I agree. Uh, well, we got a little over an hour, guys. We can we can start wrapping up. Um, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on. Please plug your stuff, Tony. What do you got? Yeah, it's the uh, Check Your Brain podcast. It's uh, available for free every Wednesday. My guest uh, on tomorrow is Jim Florentine. So uh, good old good old Jim. Uh, so you can check that out for. free. I also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Tony Mazur, T-O-N-Y-M-A-Z-U-R. And uh, uh, I'm going to probably be doing stand-up this weekend with Jim and then uh, working on some dates as we head into, good Lord, 2023. So no, keep me posted, or I'll keep you posted uh, at uh, Tony Mazur on Twitter. Boom. Dave. Yeah, I'm Dave vs. Goliath everywhere except Twitter. I'm still hiding in the wings there. Um, but definitely subscribe at YouTube and uh, or Odyssey. Uh, iTunes, Spotify. That'd be great. Boom. And you guys know, go follow Cult of Us. Go follow this podcast and all that great shit. Uh, gentlemen, it's a pleasure as always. Uh, don't get off. I want to talk to you guys afterwards. But uh, everybody else, been fun. Peace out. Thanks for listening. 
Find Adam on social media, Twitter and IG at Adam Nutter or Facebook and TikTok at Adam Nutter Comedy. And for podcasts and merch, check out www.droptent.com. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. This has been a Drop Tent Media Production.